For entrepreneurs who want to excel in business, master the most effective sales processes and achieve execution excellence, I invite you to grow with me. This podcast is for fighters, risk lovers, genuine business owners and time hackers. Hi everybody, this is Barbara Piasek. Welcome to Wolfpack for Entrepreneurs. When I was building my first company, I spent far too much time on operations. What I mean by that, I was just focused on sales, all the other stuff you had to do in the, in the company, not working on the company. And I discovered I'm in kind of like a closed loop after one and a half year and that I have to change it. And since then, all next companies I grew, I always followed the same process I just want to tell you about today. And this helped me within four years built six brands and three of them I already sold to new owners. So the time is much more productive and you can do much more when you follow exactly the steps. So what are the steps? Let me show you this with one of our brands. Actually, this is the brand we've bought um, in 2019 because after growing a couple of our companies, we decided we will just invest in some companies that are already on the, um, in the market. So the company is uh, 10 years old, one and a half million clients. When we are buying it, it's, um, there's no sales team. The offer is pretty weak. They have already revenue and they went through you no know, break-even point. They, they have the break-even point like long time ago, but there was definitely not whole potential being used. So what we did the first step is always to define the offer so even though there was some business model in place we knew that's not the business model we want to use long term so the first stage for us was to create the offer and validate the offer if it's something that uh, the market wants and needs as we uh, used to be in the events business, uh, marketing business, a couple other businesses previously, and we understood the um, event organizers because the platform we've bought is the biggest one um, platform for uh, platform for event uh, organizers. And when uh, we wanted to change the target audience, and we designed the um, offer and validated it through ask campaign and through um, the first um, month when we were selling it already. And our assumption at the beginning was that the offer is supposed to be um, like 80% more of the things we designed than we finally start selling because when we validated the offer on the market, we understood that we are far, you know, we, are, we, we know far too much compared to where the market is and our target audience and we have to mm, provide something a little bit more simplified. So when you are the business owner at the beginning your first step is to really understand the market even if you didn't do it right at the beginning it usually makes you it gives you a lot of pain afterwards because then what happens and um, you have the offer that is not adjusted to the market or when when it's very hard to sell what you have it means you really didn't went through the step well when we are doing it uh, right always the brands is scaling very fast so Another example from our portfolio, Wolf Summit. We entered the market of um, innovation in technology, and even though there were uh, there were other companies on the on the market before us, when we started, uh, we started asking question our target audience. What do they really need? What's the biggest challenge for them? And then we ask ourselves, how can we solve it better for them? So. We focus on providing a very unique matchmaking experience between investors, startups and corporations. And this one factor made us number one very quickly within one year in the whole CEE region in Europe. 
And then we even had clients from Australia, US and the um, South America because um, we were recognized for the networking experience and our competition disappeared very quickly. So and it was because we asked what they wanted and we focused on our our USP was matchmaking experience. We provided much more value for them so that they can have like even four and a half thousand one-on-one meetings scored 4,5 in average in a scale one to five. So this one thing came from our clients, not from our idea. Um, they told us this. That's why always at the beginning you have to validate your offer and check with the clients what they really want. That's why first calls, first conversations should be about understanding, not selling. Because uh, when you focus on selling, you don't always focus on really understanding um, what they say between lines. That's why whenever we are starting the brand, I'm spending much more time on understanding at the beginning and then all the effort, all the sales effort is couple times more effective. So that's number one. Another example I can share with you, um, one of the startups that was our client, uh, they designed a platform for, um, it was a platform that enabled you to watch the um, sport games in some games, some you know other stuff in TV, and you could watch it with your friends and comment it in one place together. So kind of like you are in separate places, but you are watching it together. And at the beginning, their business model was focused on monetizing it through the end user, so the B2C customer. But what they had to change and what they had to tweak because the end users, they didn't want to pay for that. But as I always say, you have to figure out if it's the right niche, if it's the right business model, or if, it, if, if it's the right offer itself. So what they had to change, they tweaked it from selling to B2C, they started selling it to B2B, so to TV stations. And this one change made them made them like boom, right? So they started to grow rapidly. They have clients all over the globe right now and they're very successful. But at the beginning, they were struggling for two years because the business model was wrong and the offer was wrong because the validation was not proper at the beginning. So this is the first stage for you as the business owner and you always have to go through it and always you have to ask your questions. What they, what's the biggest challenge and how do you answer this challenge? The second stage is to, and then just coming back to the company we've bought in 2019, once we designed the offer, we validated the offer with the market and it was within a week actually, then the next stage for me within one month was to design repeatable and scalable sales process. So I wanted to have in place the process that can be repeated by my salespeople, not only by myself. Let me elaborate a little bit more. So let's take an example of software houses. I know a lot of software houses, business owners, and many times what I see there, they are selling only based on recommendations. So most of them, they don't have really well working client acquisition process because the owner has a lot of network from previous experiences and so on, and they are acquiring clients through the recommendations. So it's kind of like a passive way of acquiring clients. So it's not scalable. If he would recruit a salesperson and he would tell him start selling, the salesperson, salesperson has to figure out everything by himself, how to make it happen because he doesn't have this network, he doesn't have those relations from years of experience and right now he doesn't know what to do to be effective, to bring results. So whenever you're building sales processes, uh, recommendations, like especially the passive ones, they are good, but they have to be additional way of a uh, client acquisition. But you have to have processes that 
are scalable, that's a keyword, and that are repeatable. This way you can really grow the company. That's why I'm always having like 11 ways of a client acquisition and I'm always putting them in priorities um, depending on what kind of business we are growing. In the case of the company we bought in 2019, I, know that I knew that the webinars will be the number one sales strategy. When we were selling influencer, uh, influencer marketing and we grew the company to 100 million online reach, um, that was leveraged to sell it to the brands like Coca-Cola or P&G or uh, other big brands. Um, what we did, uh, we were uh, acquiring these corporations through cold lead generation. Um, only after like two years, we added uh, marketing um, to it uh, and we had some warm leads, but majority of the clients uh, was coming from, uh, were coming from the cold lead generation. So you always, once again, the keyword repeatable and scalable, that's very important. So you have to design the process that can be repeated by the next people, not only by you. And this is when you as entrepreneur, you really focus on sales. And that's why uh, when we bought this company I'm telling you about, in the first month, I was really focused on selling one-on-one. First of all, it helped me to understand clients better. I added some things to the offer. And second of all, I could, based on that, design the process that could be repeated by all the other people I will recruit. And I recruited in the next month, in the following month. The third stage for you would be to generate to design um, repeatable and scalable again a sales lead generation process so as you have a sales process in place and what has to be done to close the lead the next thing is to design scalable lead generation process and in here i mean not only the cold leads not only one-on-one -on -one lead generation because the next stage for you will be to optimize the time so marketing is always helping to bring more results within the same time. Just I will just give you the ex uh, example of what we have done with this company we've, uh, we've bought, um, this marketplace for event organizers. So what we did, um, I could see, because our main target audience are right now not only uh, event organizers, but as well all the other uh, business entrepreneurs, uh, small business uh, and small entrepreneurs who are selling B2B or they are selling, to, sell, selling online trainings. So what we did, I know that if I'm targeting small business um, and even though we had pretty huge database um, in place already, I know that I knew that some of those clients were not buying for years. Some of them were active five years ago. Some of them were active one month ago or a couple days ago. So the database was, you, you could divide those data, this database into different, um, let's call it like baskets, right? So, um, so I knew that not all of them will be really hot leads. Plus they were used to different offer and we are implementing totally new offer right now. So, um, so what we did, uh, I knew that I have to design a process that will help me to uh, pick up the, the hottest leads plus generate new leads from um, outside um, and present them the new offer. That's why we decided to go with webinars because we know that from all the marketing um, ways of generating leads, that's the best one. And within that, when I compared selling to cold leads or kind of like a, let's say not hot, not warm, but somewhere in between. So like kind of like an old leads in the database to the webinars, the productivity of the salesperson was 17,5 times bigger. So if I know that I can give the lead generation um, tool or 
process that will uh, scale and raise the productivity of my salespeople. I just want to do it. That's why you have to have the lead generation process in place that will save a lot of, a lot of time of your salespeople. That's why that's, a, that's a number three stage of building the company, scalable lead generation process to save a lot of time. Because when you count how much time the salesperson is using on a daily basis to get to the lead or you know get them on the call or start talking to them, it's majority of the time compared to all the other stages of the call conversation or whatever you know sales conversation you have that's why you have to um, change it tweak it and make it as um, as fast as possible for them to be focused only on the sales calls or sales conversations and in this stage uh, as you can see as the entrepreneur you already uh, start selling by yourself and right now you're focusing more on lead generation um, optimization the next stage, in stage number four, will be the stage where you are focused on automating as much as possible. So coming back to the story of the company we've bought. So in, uh, within one week, I designed the offer. First month, I've been selling it. I sold for hundred thousands um, within one month. Um, and I was, I was selling by myself um, through the webinars, driving traffic to the calls, and I was closing the deals on the phone calls. In the next month, I recruited sales team. What we did, we added another webinars with another topics, uh, added more ads uh, so that we could drive more traffic. And we focused on checking what kind of claims, what kind of you know messages and what kind of um, sales copies works best for us so that we can have scalable lead generation process. And out of, out of uh, five niches we um, designed at the beginning and we were validating, we focused on two niches specifically because three others were less, um, uh, let's say, uh, profitable. Uh, so we knew that two others are the one we have to focus on and make it bigger and we added more ads, more funnels to generate more leads to the funnel. And um, the next stage for us was to automate as much as possible. So we, when I saw my salespeople selling, we identif identified the um, elements in the process that are um, still taking far too much time and they can be automated because we have plenty of tools to do it right now. Uh, stand, starting from setting up the call to all the, just giving you the example in sales. When the salesperson is uh, sending out an information um, after the phone call, after the sales conversation, they should have it templatized because it's automated. And if they can have the automated way of just sending an information just after the call, they don't have to spend time on writing an email on every five minutes of every client make it times number of calls they have on a monthly basis and you can see already how this time could be used for the next call conversation or next sales so definitely automating the work is the next big thing for you in your company and asking yourself question what and how you can automate and we are focusing on first of all sales automation and marketing automation because we know that that's um, the biggest time saver and that has the biggest effect in the profitability of the company so in sales, you could automate um, emails, follow-ups. For example, if someone is not picking up the phone uh, in your follow-up, you could have a sequence set up in a system that is following uh, the written sequence. Um, and in between the salesperson is calling whenever he's um, whenever he can uh, have a call conversation, the sequence can stop. So those stuff, those things can really help and save every day a lot of time. So 
only email templates whenever I ask the um, entrepreneurs when I have a group of people in front of me and I ask them who has it in their companies maybe five to ten percent people are raising hands and the rest is not so it's already hours a day hours a week you're wasting because the salesperson has to write it again and again and again. In my case, the way I, I do it in my company, I want them to send it right away after the call so that they can jump to another call right away. So automation, the business is the fourth stage and this is what you should focus on when you want your business to be more profitable um, with the same resources, bring more money to the company and um, so that people who are doing the work that is the maybe not the worst, but the work they like the, 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 the least, right? So the work they don't like to do because it's like repeating without thinking. This has to be automated because even people will be more productive, they will be more happy with their work and they will bring more value to your company and to your clients.